Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Playing Out from the Back, episode 10. Uh, joined by my merry men of Aaron and Mo. Um, boys, welcome again. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back with plenty to say. You know, mm-hmm. I noticed you're back because we're going to get straight into it. You're back to defend <laughs> the mighty leads. There's plenty of topics that we're going to get through um, hopefully discuss um, some areas that we haven't covered in, in the past. And uh, we will go through a few of your your hot topics and questions that you've put um, to us via Twitter and other social media um, out, outlets. Um, but as I said, let's get into it with Leeds. Mighty Leeds. Well, not so mighty Leeds at the moment. Um, disappointing a few, especially super fans like you, Mo. Um, <laughs> although um, Palace played well and um, I think Aaron actually predicted it in the last uh, episode actually about uh, Mighty Boy um, <laughs> doing doing his magic um, tactically um, do you think they were hard done by? Um, no nah, I mean they got what they deserved they got what they deserved um, the, thing, the thing with Leeds and the way they play is, is that when it goes bad it just goes horribly bad there's no like or oh, um lose one nil or anything like that. It's just it just seems like in the Premier League, um, they're getting punished and they're getting punished severely. Um the two teams that they lost uh four one to Leicester and uh Crystal Palace are predominantly counter attacking teams. Um and obviously the way that Bielsa's got them playing, uh they, they struggle quite a lot with a with the counter-attacking systems. I mean, when they played against the other teams so far in the Premier League, you know what I mean? It's been quite even games against Liverpool, um, against uh, Man City as well. But I think they come unstuck when it comes to these sort of heavily 
uh, reliant on counter-attacking teams. Um, so I think that going away, they're going to have to sort of find maybe another way to, uh, to 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 play against these teams because obviously in the in the Championship it's all right you don't get punished for every mistake, but in the Premier League it seems that they're getting punished for every every mistake. But I mean, I heard some of the fans, some of the Leeds fans, they're terrible. I mean. I'm not an actual fan, and I thought this is terrible. I heard one of them say, "Get rid of Bielsa. We want Big Sam." Oh they my want god! Big, they want Big Sam. Now, I mean, uh, how late? How late in the day was this? Was this after a few beers? <laughs> yeah, I bit. think it was. But I'm like, but you know what? You know what it is, yeah. You know what it is. My my big thing with Leeds is I appreciate like not only like the way they play, the energy that they play with. It's the tactical side as well. And what you've got to remember is that Bielsa is doing what he's doing with players that couldn't even uh, get a, a, a top half of the championship finish with Leeds. He hasn't signed many players. Um, only Patrick Bamford and, and Rodrigo this year have actually cost Leeds a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So when you think of it from that, when you think of it from that point of view, he's working with League One slash championship players and he's making them look like really really good players got Calvin Phillips into the England squad you have to appreciate what he's doing that I, I know the last couple of results ain't been great but I mean stick with it man I'm sure that they I'm still sure that they'll get very close to a top half finish um playing the playing the way that they play with a few tweaks the energy is unbelievable so um I mean yeah. they, they 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 were unlucky um with the fact that obviously that ridiculous VAR decision then once again um, mm. with the fact that you know, if Bamford doesn't put his arm up to point where he wants it he's onside um, because he put his arm up he becomes offside is mm. is absolutely mental um, do, where, where do you, what were your thoughts on that Aaron? <laughs> you know what after watching the replay 50 times over the weekend I still don't understand why he's offside. You know what? I think that may be the worst. It's that T-shirt. The T-shirt tan got him. It's it's the worst decision I think I've seen offside-wise over VAR. I mean, how can you look at that and say that's offside? I don't think I've seen anyone agree with it. And that's... That just shows how ridiculous it is. And I feel sorry for them because I think that would have put it to one all at the time. And... Everyone knows football. There's, and... there's got to be a time where, you know what, it should just be your feet. Yeah. That is it. It shouldn't be um, the arm, the head, shoulder, knees, toes. It ain't about that. It's just your foot. Yeah. If your foot is in front, you're offside. Because at least then there's somewhere to draw the line. But that was... Yeah, it's, just, that's just it's, it's embarrassing, isn't it, really? It's embarrassing. I think it's just, once again, it seems to be the, the hand thing just keeps playing parts. Because you've obviously got that, obviously made him offside. I think we saw uh, Max Kilman, poor lad, obviously at, um, at Wolves against Leicester for the penalty. You know, how could he get in the, out of the way of that with, with <laughs> point blank range? Balls hit his hand. He's not good up in the air too much. It's just like his momentum of how he's, you know, how you move. Um, ball hits his hand, you know, handball. Like it's the way it did is mental. Like the, the, the new rules are ruining the game. And I tell you what, they're getting away with it—the fact that there are no fans in the ground. Yeah, that's exactly. Because yeah. I think by now, by now, someone's jumped, hopped the fence, mate. It's <laughs> Stewart's taking a lick, and so's the ref. So <laughs> you know, it's 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 absolutely because you. I couldn't imagine what that would be like this season. Last year's VAR was poor. 
this year's VAR decisions that have been going down, my God, yeah, you you wouldn't get away with that, no way. Um, with the, with the fans in in the ground, it would be it'd be hell on earth. Um, but yeah, I, Leeds. Um, you know, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I think you've got more chance of seeing Sheffield United going down than Leeds, in my opinion. Um, but I, I, do, you, do you think they do you think they'll be in a relegation battle by the end of the season? Uh, who's that, Sheffield United or Leeds? Well, both. I suppose. Uh, Sheffield United, I believe they'll. I know they're bottom at the moment, but I think they will find some form. Uh, a bit like Leeds, they uh, they they've got their own style of play, and they seem it seems to work for them. It worked for them last season, obviously. Uh, they've been a bit unlucky with the fixture list this season. If you look at the games they've played, I think everyone's been top six or top eight apart from Fulham, which they drew. Uh, but over the next couple of months between now and Christmas is is where they really need to pick up the points uh, against the teams like West Brom and uh, West Ham and Newcastle, all those kind of teams. That's where they need to start picking up the points. What, the mighty West Ham? It is a tough game at the moment. But no, I think both of them will stay up. Uh, Leeds, definitely. And uh, yeah, uh, Sheffield United as well. What about you, Mo, with Sheffield United? So I'm not going to ask you the Leeds question. You'll still be thinking they're going to be in Europe. <laughs> uh, my predictions are shocking, so I don't even think they're going to finish in the top half. No, um, uh, Sheffield United. I've been saying, I've been saying since the start, pretty much that um, I look at the forward line and I don't see enough Premier League goals. Um, I don't even see a guy that can get them. 10 Premier League goals and I think they're going to need that sort of man uh, this season um, I think Sheffield United are in big trouble um, West Brom and Fulham I think are pretty much nailed on to go down as far as I'm concerned watching them and seeing how things are progressing um, and I think that because of that reason Sheffield United could stay up because there's only going to be one other team going down do you know yeah. what I mean so I don't know, but Sheffield United, I look at it and I can't see where the goals are going to come from. That's the main problem with me. for me. I don't, I don't think they have much of a problem sort of at the back. I think they can keep clean sheets. But then I look at it and I think, when you're playing the big guns, where are the goals going to come from? So, I, I don't know. I, I, I think they're a hot, hot contender to be the third, to be, to be the third relegated team with... Uh, Fulham. West Brom and uh, Fulham, yeah. I mean, you you talk about the um, you talking about the, the dog fight there down at the bottom. Um, you know, every point counts. Whatever you can get, um, not many opportunities are going to come come to you, as you've also said there. You know, the um, when it comes to the Premier League, it's not kind, um, and the table normally doesn't lie. So you're there, uh, you're in a team that's going to be scrapping for their lives. You win a penalty. <laughs> Um, to get shot out of the game. Why on earth? <laughs> Why? Let me start this again. Let me start this again. Wait, wait, wait. What in your mind came across other than you've got a PlayStation controller in your hand that you try to dink the Peneca, whatever you want to call it? What? <laughs> what? You ain't, who are you to do that? Lookman, I love 
uh, players let the players play. Yes, but this is a business, and you just spat and shat on someone's business with that penalty. I'm sorry. What are you doing? Lads, would you have the balls to do that? Let me ask you seriously. Would you have the balls to Never do that? Never in a million years. Never in a million years. If you're five nil up, maybe. I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, do you know what I'm, listen, Aaron, you're the same. Um, you know, there you know, I'm in management myself. If one of my players did that in this situation, it would take a big big part of me not to have that scrap in the yeah. in the chain <laughs> yes. as a as a sorry, you know, bro, but as a player and a manager I wouldn't be able to look him in the eye after that game think Fulham need mm. every point they can get I mean Mo you just said that they're relegated already they, they need yeah. those points what on earth possesses him to do that the, the only the only positive that you can that you could take from that is that we all now know that Adamola Lookman's a very confident <laughs> player, which is oh, great. No, That's no. fantastic. He's a very confident <laughs> player to even try it. Is he on loan? Yeah. Is he on loan? He's on loan. Yeah, he's on loan. Yeah, he's he's on loan from... <laughs> it's bad there, isn't it? Bad nah, honestly, honestly, that pen, that style of pen worries me. It worries me at the best of times. You know, I if, would if absolutely... It if it didn't hit the keeper... If he didn't hit the keeper, I think it bounces at least twice. He didn't, he didn't even execute it, right? <laughs> but, that's the worst thing. No, that's what I mean. Right. It was poor. It was poor. I, I ain't got the technique to do it, yeah? So I definitely ain't trying. Oh, them but... size 13s, you would have got a good scoop on it. <laughs> what, what, all, I know, all I know is that at that stage of the game, if any penalty, any penalty that I'm taking, chances are it's going straight down the middle. Chances are it's going straight down. Head the down. So at least you can say. Head down. Exactly. Right. At least you can say. At least you can say. Look, I'll put everything behind it. It's a good save by the keeper, or he outwitted me, or whatever. But when you try that, man, it's a very, very tough one. It's very hard to go in the changing room and look your teammates Mo, in the eye Mo, and say, forget "Looking him in the eye, yeah." Are you <laughs> saying something to him in the changing room? Um. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I am. I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Especially no. Especially in those circumstances as well. It's one thing when you do it when you're playing for Man United or you do it playing for Man City or whatever. But but Fulham's predicament and they've they've got a, they've got a win last game. They're trying to pick up a little bit of momentum. They've, it was it was a bit of a sucker punch as well because they conceded in in added on time, so they were going to get a point. It got taken away from them, and then they get a chance again. He goes, takes the ball off of Mitrovic, which I have no problem with. If you think, right, I want to score this, let me take the ball. You you put it down, but then go and try and do that. He's, to do that after taking the ball off. Nah, of why is nah. Mitrovic taking it? <laughs> uh, you know what? I I, I applaud. Uh, I I applaud uh, Lookman for that sort of mentality to say, look, I want to take control of this. Yeah, I'm going to score this. I'm feeling good. Let me take it. I, I do applaud that sort of mentality. But the penalty that he took, nah, you yeah. can't. Yeah, you can't. You do, can't. You can't. You can't the do two that. actions together don't work. Plus, I hope Mitrovic. It's Mitrovic. 
Uh, listen, that guy is loose. Is it <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I would have stayed on the pitch until his car drive off. I would see CCTV footage of him leaving the premises before I went in that change room because he will, he will, yeah, he'll yeah. mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> I was saying he, he's a nutcase. I can't believe he actually, he actually gave it up. He's he's the sort of player who I could see standing in the, in the middle of the pitch having a squabble with a player about a pen. You know what I mean? Like, literally both of them holding on to the ball, no one letting go. I I'm surprised he actually let someone else take it. <laughs> nah, you know what yeah. I mean? He's that guy. Nah, but... that, was, that, was, that was mad. I'll tell you what, there's some... Obviously, the weekend brought a few frustrations all round. Um, I tried my best not to bring this up, but we have to talk about Arsenal. I know some of you guys listening to this are like, man, these guys talk about Arsenal a lot, but... I'm sure this time you've got your popcorn ready because uh, I know you lot love when Arsenal fail. Um, and this weekend was was utter, fa- like utter failure. You know, you've you got to look at it like this. With all the banter aside from and the stick that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has taken and that Man United have taken. They from really- you. From you. From everyone. <laughs> um, from, mainly from you, though. But yeah. I still think I still think Solskjaer is one of the worst managers in the league. Um, Allardyce, bring him back, Allardyce. <laughs> um, but they win the game in hand. They're above Arsenal, mm. and you know the three nil is 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 great that people have been like, okay, we've got this really good defence. Apparently, um, we've gone into that game, we conceded three goals. Um, the lack of creativity again. We've signed. Resigned uh, Abamyang um, with his new contract. Can't hit a barn door at the moment. Um, persist on playing Lacazette. Um, persist on playing Pepe. Although some of the stats might suggest that he's been involved in a lot more goals than you probably expect. Um, but we've brought uh, we signed Willian. Big money. Do you think that the now looking at it, where we everyone was singing and dancing about the transfer window, do you think it was the right transfer window now? Has it come to fruition? Is Arteta the right man to drive us forward? Or do, do you see this as a small blip? And I'll, I'll start with you, Aaron, because you've been pretty vocal in this. Um, <laughs> if I could, your fingertips must have been oh, burning with what I've seen on Twitter. Mate, I have to take a deep breath. Because <laughs> I was one of the most positive people about Arsenal at the beginning of the season. Uh, uh, you know, I predicted that they'll be up there challenging for the title. Uh, I thought Arteta would have not only improved the squad tactics-wise, uh, but footballing-wise, and also improve himself as a manager, because we know he's a great coach. Uh, but for me, he's just making mistake after mistake as a manager, uh, especially with team selection. I mean, we'll, go, we'll look at the Villa game. I mean, we shouldn't be playing Aston Villa at home having five defenders, two defensive-minded midfielders. Uh, all we did in that, for the first hour, was sit back and invite pressure. And if you invite the likes of Grealish and Barkley, even McGinn, who had acres of space the whole game, all they'll do is just run the game. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, at home, I've, I've been saying it for a while now, we need to be playing 4-3-3 at home, uh, especially against these kind of teams. Holding and El Nenny, they didn't need to play. I know they both had decent games at Old Trafford, but it's a different type of game. Uh, why we didn't play with an attacking midfielder, I don't know. Uh, 
Willock is the closest one we probably have at the moment. Uh, he wasn't even in the squad, but for me, he should have been in there through merit alone. Uh, I mean, Louise as well, probably our best ball playing centre back, not getting uh, not getting game time, but playing our best left back, left centre back, and it just there's so many different decisions he's making. Aubameyang playing left wing, which seems like a left wing back at times. Uh, Lacazette and William both out of form, not playing. And for up for me, they're not playing to their strengths. Uh, for me, I know there's a lot of uh, people criticizing Lacazette. A lot of people criticizing William. Uh, Abamian has to take the take the flack as well. He he hasn't scored an open play since the first game of the season. Uh, but for me, I just don't think the way we set up suits any of our forwards, and that's why they're all out of form. They're all not scoring. As soon as we win the ball back. Them three are 20 yards behind where they need to be. And they're not getting in the right positions. We're not getting them in the right positions, maybe once or twice a game. What's, what's changed from, obviously, when we beat... Um, is it City? Do you mean beat City 3-0 or something? And then when we beat and United, beat Chelsea. What, what's it's, changed? Because we scored goals. We play well in those big games. We're set up well in those big games. And probably the players want it a bit more in those big games. But we can't have that same tactics against the likes of City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, whoever, and then go home to Villa or Fulham or or anyone like that, Sheffield United, and play the same because it doesn't work the same. They don't set they're not set up the same as the other teams. We should be dominating that those kind of games and we're not. What what do what do we what do we miss then? Do we miss a player? Is there a player well, that's one is Pepe. Uh he, he doesn't get consistent game time. And yeah, he doesn't put performances, but I guarantee you he still hit a goal and assist one in every two games. William hasn't done that. Aubameyang doesn't do that. Lacazette's not doing that. Pepe should be in there. And I think he's only... Last time he played three games in a row was in February. We won all three games, all league games. And I think he got a goal and two assists in that. And we won three games in a row. That's probably the last time we've done that. Uh, for me, and it, it comes back to decision making. And you know, Martinez was in goal for Villa last uh, last night. Clean sheet. Uh, Saliba was crying out for a right sided centre back, and for him just not to be in the squad again is being thrown back in Arteta's face. The Ozil situation will always be thrown in his face with the amount of chances we're not creating. There's. I'm not saying Arteta out. I'm nowhere near that. I'm I'm here for us to give managers chances. I didn't want uh, Emre to go as soon as he did. Uh, I wanted to give him two or three seasons to get a squad together. I want the same for Arteta, but it has to be improvements. Uh, there has to be consistency. We haven't had that under Arteta. Uh, for me, now he's just going to be judged on how he can uh, get the team and squad going after this international break. Because if we carry on with that by Christmas, I think he's a bit lucky that there's no fans in the stadium because Sunday night he would have got booed a lot by a lot of our fans. What about you, Mo? What's your what's your take on it all? Uh, um, I think... I think there's a couple of things. Arteta, I think, against um, against teams like 
Aston Villa and, and the lower le- the lower league teams. He doesn't have to mm-hmm. try and be as clever as he is against uh, the likes of Man City, Chelsea and, and Man U, the, the top teams. I get why he does all of his, um, his smart 3-5-2, changing into 4-3-3. But against teams like Aston Villa, and what, what surprised me most was when I watched us play against Leicester, where we lost 1-0, we dominated that game. We dominated the ball and we dominated that game. All we needed to do in this game was set up in exactly the same way that we did against Leicester. But he didn't. He set up in a in a defensive way, which was quite strange. It was it was almost as if we were paying Aston Villa respect. It was crazy. Man for man, we're better. We're playing well. We've just come off uh, of a win at Old Trafford. Put the attack inside out and, and let's play. Um, I, I mean, another thing with with the Pepe thing. I I think Pepe is poor quite a lot of the time. But against a team like Aston Villa is when mm-hmm. you do need to play him because he will get a goal or an assist against a team like this. He, w- he will. You can't play him in the big games because defensively, he's shocking. He's, at, he's, he's shocking. So you can't play. I get why he doesn't start those games. But against, against teams like Aston Villa, we need to use him. We have to use him. We have to use players like him. We have to use Aubameyang down the middle because Lacazette, my problem with Lacazette, I know that we're talking about not playing to Lacazette's strengths, but what are his strengths? Because he gets two clear-cut chances a game. So what are his strengths? Because if he can't put away a header from inside the six-yard box, un- unchallenged, what are his strengths? What are his strengths? Because when the ball gets flashed across the goal, he's not there. When the ball goes up to him, he loses it. When he loses it, he gives away a foul. What are his strengths? Up in the whole time he's been at Arsenal, I, I do not know what Lacazette's strengths are. And then and then this then goes on to Abamyang because Abamyang's now playing out on the left, which isn't to his strength. He should be in the middle doing nothing like what Lacazette does. But at least when he gets those two chances, he'll put them in the back of the net. That's what he will do. But instead, he's being put out on the left-hand side, asked to carry the ball, which he can't do, and asked to swing in dangerous crosses. What's the point? You mm. might as well put him through yeah. the middle. You might as well put him through the middle and put Pepe yeah. out there on the wing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, listen, Lacazette, Lacazette, for me, he's he's been terrible for week upon week and he can't get many more chances. There's, um, there's, a, there's a worry with Lacazette. For me. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a worry a bit with Lacazette that if he carries on like this, the market value is dropping and dropping and dropping. Whereas, you know, could we not be looking because right now I, I like I like Lacazette. I think Lacazette is a good player, but with based on form, what's the difference between him and Eddie? Eddie's getting goals for me in in the, in the box and is actually still working probably that um, yeah. just as hard. So, and he doesn't cost us anything, both really on salad and and obviously didn't cost us anything from the academy. So when it comes down to Lacazette, you know he's probably still on half decent money. Could we get a bit? bit of a decent buck for him that actually we can invest it in in another area maybe a bit of creativity as we're not going to put like we're not going to play Ozil that's done so why don't we why don't we use that money uh, for the young lad obviously at Leon, or we could have probably actually gone and got Coutinho when that was all there to to be finalized why didn't we use why didn't we use that money uh, that way um <laughs> we look at all these other young strikers coming through um 
But yeah, we could have used the Danny Ings. Wouldn't have cost us a lot to do so. But um, and, and you know, Liverpool credit to them because you know Jota. Now suddenly they've got someone that can play up top with Salah and um, and Mane and actually score goals. All those loyal fans have forgotten about Bobby Firmino. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's it's it shows you that there's, there's players out there um, that can that can do that. But because d- defensively, I mean, like you say, you are playing Tierney yeah. left of the three, like makes no it just makes no sense. So it's a, it's very disjointed in terms of Arteta. I don't think people, you know. I hope, I hope it weren't one of you two as well, because God, God help us. Um, but I, but people calling for his head already. I'm no, like, it's absolutely too, crazy. It's, too it's absolutely on. crazy. Listen, the job the job Arteta's done is unbelievable. Like you, like people need to. It, it's so quick. We're so quick to forget like what's actually been going on, right? Arsenal have not had a decent defensive structure for 15 years. Mm-hmm. 15 years. Yeah. Like to 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 get to get the players playing the way they had. Like, I genuinely thought some of them players did not have the ability to be coached defensively. Like, even players like Bellerin, like, he's been bad defensively for years. He's getting better. Like, you have to look at the things that he's... The actual the actual positive things that he's done to the team. And these are things that Unai Emery couldn't... He didn't, like, he didn't even get close to doing. He couldn't get a tune out of any of these players. Do you know what I mean? So... I get that he's making mistakes, but he's been a manager for 10 months. And the way I look at it, the positives massively outweigh yeah. the negatives. Yeah. Massively outweigh the negatives. Do you get what I mean? I, I'm, I'm seeing a, an Arsenal team with a good defensive structure. We haven't seen this for a long time. I know we've lost a bit in the attacking areas, but we need to give that time. Let that mature. The f- Do you get what I'm saying? Give him a few the more players is, and let it mature. we set a president with uh, Emre. By sacking him very early, and Arteta, he might get the same treatment because fans, especially Arsenal fans, they're very impatient. And I guarantee you, if after this international break, if we start, you know, we've got a tough run. If we've got Leeds and uh, Tottenham coming up, I mean, if if we fail to get some wins in that, and we're still not creating, we're still not scoring. It's going to be a tough, tough ride for Arteta to come back and win, win back the uh, the support of the fans. It's going to be very tough for him. Mm. The same, the same fans that complained when we conceded <laughs> thirty shots on goal. The same fans that complained when we were playing all out attacking football that we didn't know how to defend. Now that now it's, it's we're being built from the back. Yeah. There's another. He just problem. needs to it's find the balance. Yeah. Sometimes the fan base. The fan One base is—it's a bit shock. It's just—it's it's, it's just it's shocking. It's—it's it's, it's a it's bit toxic. shocking for me. Like, just—just just give it time. I'm the, listen. You don't know about me and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah? You don't even say he's done. But when you look at the positives that he's actually bringing to Man U, I still think that what the positives, positives outweigh the negatives. Every, every, everyone's everyone was say everyone says every two games that that uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's lost the players. But every single time that we say this, his players come and deliver a performance. And, and I'm not talking about a performance against... I'm not talking about a performance against like a, a Fulham or a, or a West Brom. I'm talking about big games, big performances. I get that they're making mistakes. I get that. But, but sometimes your team goes from 
a team that's inconsistent and making mistakes but finishing in the top four to all of a sudden be transformed by one or two players into into title contenders. If we think about Liverpool before before they won before the last two seasons, I remember clearly as day on Twitter and TalkSport, clock out. He, he got to another final and he lost it. He lost the Champions League final to Real Madrid and the fans wanted him out. Two players later, they looked formidable. It's a fine line. It's a fine line between being a little bit of an inconsistent team to one or two of the right signings making you look formidable. And we just need to let the managers get to that point. But we're not. We're not. We're just the first thing that everyone wants is, oh, he ain't done it. He ain't done it. He, he, he's not done it. He's lost this game. He lost. He lost to this team. He lost to that team. Let's get rid of him. But what's the point? Mm-hmm. You're going to bring in another manager, and then you've got to go through yeah. that whole process again. Just give them time to do what they're doing. You, you want, I'll tell you what. Yeah, you've got to remember. Like you're spot on there because you've got to look at Klopp. Now, what we two thousand and what we two thousand twenty. Uh, 2021 season so 2015-2016 when Klopp came in I think Brendan started yeah. then and then Klopp came in let me tell you, let me tell you the, the Liverpool squad um, then uh, Mingale Bogdan <laughs> Danny Ward they were the three goalkeepers in the squad um, but, uh, defenders Nathaniel Klein Jose Enrique Colo Torre Lovren, Gomez, Sacco, Mourinho, Stephen Corker, <laughs> Thiago Alori, Martin Skirtle, John Flanagan, Brad Smith, and a young lad, Connor Randall. Now, just on that bat line alone, you got a very, very young Joe Gomez at that at that point. Um, Still a player. 19. 19 <laughs> um, and... That's it. That's all that survived. I guess Lovren, during his time, he got a few games, didn't he? So, he got two out of that, survived, ended up winning the league. Um, midfield consisted of James Milner, Coutinho, uh, Henderson, Lalana. You've got Lucas Chan. I'm just going to go for it because there's so many noticeable ones. The rest are all youngs or yeah, young lads. So, you've got what? Um, he just got rid of Lano. He's got a championship medal. Henderson, James Milner. So five of them made it. Five of them so from when five, he took over. Five strikers. Uh, the only one that made it, Firmino, because the lot, the rest of them, Benteke, Sturridge. Oh no, sorry, Rigi's in there. Danny Ings, Jerome Sinclair. So it shows you the the, the rebuild he had to go through before he actually got. A championship side, exactly, exactly, and even even look, even yeah. look, Sam. Yeah, sorry, just to cut you there, yeah. but even just like think about the fine line, the fine line between between like I know it was one hundred and fifty million or whatever, right? But how close was he? Like people were more on the air of he ain't going to do it with Liverpool. Do you get what I mean? That's mm. where people were at that stage, and then it took two signings to now make them, like, they look formidable. Like, that game with Man City was absolutely It's not just two signings, though. Yes, it is. Do you know what? It weren't the two signings, cause, or just the two signings. Because don't forget, after this season, it still wasn't right. And that was after bringing in, he brought in Salah. He brought in Mane. You know, mm. then, and look at, that was that, that's his front three sorted. So he was, probably, yeah. he looked at that, and they probably weren't actually getting enough goals. Because I don't think Ben, Ben Teke scored one goal in 25 years. <laughs> 
So <laughs> you got Studge. Studge wasn't scoring a lot of goals. Um, Danny Ings unfortunately got the injury, right? So he looked at them and went, we're not scoring enough. So he was like, we're trying to outscore people. Went and done that. And I think they addressed that, right? He addressed that bit. A bit like how Arteta's just going from the other way. Trying not exactly. to concede that many goals. Then, as we, we know, Liverpool were still leaking goals because at the end of the day, they were still relying on uh, Lovren, for instance, and, and Sacco. Do you know what I mean? So they went, right, what do we do to address that? Build it around Joe Gomez. Um, like you said, Virgil van Dijk came in. Obviously, Alisson in goal because Mingale and every other goalkeeper they tried were, were parrying it in their net. Um Oh, every, was it um, Carriers, Carriers? Yeah. was the other one I yeah, Carriers, yeah. awful um, and then they fell on the lap with with um, with Trent obviously the young lad so you know we've fallen with like we've got Sacco I think will be obviously going forward you talk, you mentioned you mentioned um, Willock obviously in there we've got Eddie and Ketier that can obviously play you've got young young lads uh, Maitland-Niles for me I still think is a very good player um, in my opinion and obviously another young player that we've got in there he's just started from the opposite direction that is all and why why would you start from any other direction because we, you know you, you'd think you'd be reliant on uh, Lacazette Aubameyang Willian and Pepe at first on paper yeah so, yeah. you know, got to give this guy some time, build a bit of a project. I think, listen, in, in, in two years, if we're still having this comp- uh, still having this conversation, then, you know, might have to re- have a little rethink potentially. But you can't be making that um, discussion, or having that discussion now, especially with a stop-start scenario, how this, how this season's going. Um, you, you, just, you just can't do it. Just can't do it. Mm. But, uh, yeah... That's the before we you know give ourselves any more heart palpitations or you know <laughs> anger management time. Let, let's uh, let's go through some topics that the um, obviously listeners have, have come up with. Um, Mo, I think you've got a a few to kick us off with. Um, uh, let's see what we got here. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I've got one question. We'll go to. For this one, let's go to Sam. Um, so the League Cup, what do you think? Keep it or scrap it? I think you'll keep the League Cup because um, you've got to give teams like Tottenham a chance to win something. Um, but no, no, all just keep it. I think it's in, it's an important competition for you know certainly League Two, League One, even the, the sort of Championship to be involved with, and 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 even maybe some of the sides that obviously aren't in Europe. I think that's the only thing you could do. Any team that is playing in European competition should not play League Cup. Or if they are, you only play if the, if you have to keep everyone, you can only play the t- players that are registered for the under twenty threes. Mm. I like that idea of if you're if you're not in if you're not in Europe, because then that means that another team. Do do you qualify for Europe through playing in the League Cup? Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, so that would mean that another team gets another a chance, team. right? Every exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, which is which is quite a, quite a smart idea. Mm-hmm. I got one. I got one for you as well, Aaron. And I think we had something like this similar, um, like not quite similar anyway. But um, uh, do you ever think we'll see characters and rivalries in the game like we had in the past? So like Keane and Vieira, um, etc. Big uh, Big Dunk, Keown, like that sort of that sort of ilk of player. Or do you think like the players now have become Come to yeah, they're too they're too molly coddled nowadays, man. They're not going to get those rivalries again. 
Never. You won't get the character again. You won't get the rivalries again. You can tell it by all the the old school pundits like Roy Keane and and people like that. They just they don't agree with with pretty ninety nine percent of the stuff that's going on because there's no none of that kind of characters anymore. You know, I I, I was I was I was saying I I always say this actually. It's one of my things. Yeah, there's too much laughing yeah. and joking and smiling in the tunnel. Yeah, like that for me. Yeah, it, 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 I, I struggled with it. Like, whenever I played with, whenever I played against, especially people I knew or I was friends with, like good friends with, I could never no. like laugh and joke in the tunnel. I just couldn't do it. I had to take it seriously because yeah. then it just all becomes a joke. I think after yeah, the yeah, game yeah, is yeah. different. Well, prior, before the game, yeah, of course. Before, before the game, no way. Because you know what? You're going to hate it. You know what? I take pride in people actually hating me. Yeah. Like during yeah. the game, during the game, before the game, during the game, if you hate me and I, you honestly, part of your, part of you wants to say, I don't want to be your yeah, mate. Yeah. Anymore, yeah. Yeah. Then that's I've done it. my job. That's, and that's, but I don't think that that happens anymore. It is a banter thing. And it's like, well, you know, for me, it means that you're not going to be put in your full, like, you're not putting your you're, you're going to put yourself at your best when it comes to mm. smashing the guy in the tackle or no. you, can't, you can't do it you cannot do you remember do you remember back in the day like when the uh, like the manu players and like yeah. who was it then was it manu and arsenal players used to go to england or whatever chelsea and no one wanted to speak no yeah. one wanted to like no one wanted to interact like that's 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 that is where the level was like, of rivalry needs to be to see them sort of yeah, that was like sort Terry of rivalries on Cole, the pitch and Gerard I mean? and, and the United players. But prime, that's what prime I'm saying. Is in the, <laughs> about in the tunnel, Gary Neville and Phil Neville, captain captains of Man United and Everton. Yes, that's didn't right. even look in each other in the eyes. Straightforward, no nah. no communication, nah. brothers. Just no that's, that's how it should be. Yeah. Because I don't think people see it in the same way. Like, people, they love their football and I don't think they yeah. see it as, like, you're going to war. Like, that's how it was. Just, no. you don't, they, don't, they don't see that anymore. Like, I play against, like, my, my, my play against my best mate. And let me tell you, he would have no problems actually wrapping me up. <laughs> he had no problems with that. And it was just like, he did not, we weren't friends for 90 minutes. There was that it just that switch off that switch, but people haven't got that anymore. And it is all a banter. And I've been there. I can see. I can see it at all from all levels. That when you're playing against your mate, yeah. it's still a bit of banter. Like you're playing in yeah. a park or something. Like no, yeah. and it's gone through to the. It's gone through a little bit to the um, the Premier League. I, that's why I kind of got. I quite liked when I saw um, Joe Gomez and uh, Sterling. Go at it a little bit, yeah. Because I tell you what, it, part of me was like, do you know what? There'll probably be there'll be pals from the England setup. But actually, no, they didn't care at that point. Mm-hmm. So I quite enjoyed seeing that. And now there is that slight bit of rivalry between them two. Still, even when you see those games, there's still that element of Sterling doesn't want to get beat by Gomez, and Gomez doesn't want to get beat by Sterling. Um, which, but you're never going to get. I don't think you'll ever get a keen. And uh, Vieira, or uh, like you know, your Gerard and, and and Terry sort of rivals. I don't think you'll get that. I don't think you'll ever get that again. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I'm sure. I can't remember if we got a question. Was it from Sam uh, last week about whether 
the players will ever be able to deal with like that old school um, manager no, mentality. No. You know, where the manager tells no. you, the manager Actually, no. tells you how no. it is. Zero. And, and you can... <laughs> how, how, how is it? I've got a question for you, Sap, right? Because I left, I stopped playing non-league now three years ago, right? Yeah. And I remember when I stopped playing, yeah, a big, a big, a big part of why I stopped playing was because that side of it was going. That side of it was going. Like you were getting like you were getting like nineteen year old players, you couldn't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And all they want to do is just do what they want. And I used to just think like, nah man, you need to listen, yeah. like be part of this this squad. You know what I mean? Like, how is it now for you, like dealing with dealing with players and like, you know, in the in the modern in the modern way? Because obviously you grew up in the yeah. in the old time yeah, the nice way. Um Yeah. Uh <laughs> Do you know what? It's two things. It's harder to manage. It's been harder for someone like myself and many others that have come from that background um, and haven't maybe been coaching at, um, at academy level. So I've come from, you know, gone from non-league to non-league because we are used to that. You are used to screaming and giving someone and letting so- literally, you know, being yeah. squaring up to someone because they're not doing their job. Yeah. One, you can't get away with You just can't do that anymore. Full stop. There's no way. Because the player leaves, they tell everyone else, and they're all in that same group. They don't fancy it. You know, they fold. They fold. Um, without, without getting into trouble saying that people need to man up and all that sort of stuff, because you're not allowed to say stuff like that anymore. Mm. Um, that is. It's difficult. It is difficult. Um, and I think that it is hard to... Um, put constructive yeah. criticism together because people don't see it as constructive criticism because they don't like to, they feel embarrassed by having that sort of comment or, or sort of feedback yeah. in front yeah. of other players. So <clears throat> one thing I've had to try and, or I've had to try and do, and I think a lot of managers are still trying to do is have a good blend of people in that change room that there's still a few older heads in there that have, um, that can sort of put their arm around that person at that point to, to they know, you know, they're probably not going to be like, they're not going to be backstabbing the gaffer, but they know why they've done it, but they're not going to help their player out. It, it is difficult. It is really difficult. And it is, you know what, my, my, my biggest thing at the moment is, is the whole, is the social media sort of element. At the end of the day, when it comes down to, to Twitter, let me tell you the mindset I don't like that has come into it. Your team loses 4-0, Yeah. But you, sorry, if your team loses 4-1, you've scored a goal. Let me tell you now, when I see the player celebrating his one goal, that says a lot about yeah. where how far the game has gone. That is that is part of what it is. Oh, yeah, we lost, but I scored this, but I scored this absolute worldie. I didn't want to talk yeah. to anyone after we lost. And it, it, it's not like that. It doesn't mean like that anymore. It, it's all about that individual. I think it's very hard um, at the moment to to get back that old school well, that, mentality. That's, that is one big part um, of it. You just yeah. said it. It's it's more about individuals now than than the team. Uh, you see a lot of players now moving three, four, five, six, seven, seven teams a season now, just because it's it, it, you, we can laugh. But it's true. <laughs> it's crazy. Like it's really bad. And as a manager, uh, just going for what Sam said, it it takes a lot of patience now a lot of patience to how to deal and speak with players nowadays because they are very, very uh, timid about being embarrassed in front of their teammates. 
Yeah, to be fair, even I even find it like with like with doing a bit of coaching that I do, like you, you it's a constant, it's a constant, it's a constant like worry that you might say something to to mm-hmm. to to ruin someone's confidence, or you might say something that puts them off their game. Yeah, but when I was growing up, I'm not joking. When I was growing up, it that's all it was. Like there was no. There was no other way. There was no. There was nothing else. There was no other way. Yeah. You just got told, and then you got on with it. You know what I mean? You 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 dusted yourself down, and you went out, and you got on with it. You know what I mean? And I think that I think that that's that when you take that out of a team, that 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 there is what makes winning teams. So when you take that out of a team, I don't know how you create these winning mentalities. You know what I mean? Because that's it, mm-hmm. isn't it? That's where it all comes from. So, boy, I don't know. I don't know. On to your questions, I think. Uh, we had I a few on Twitter, that, some were Leeds-related and Arsenal-related, which we've touched on already. Uh, but there was one Arsenal question I, I thought would go go to, and it's, who do we think is Arsenal's best front three? Huh. Yeah. Front three? Mine's easy. I'll go first. Uh, I'll go Saka, Aubameyang, Pepe. Yeah. I like that. I think that's. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm, the... I'm, I'm yeah, I can go with that. I can go. With that. I think I'm the same. Yeah. I think I'm. I yeah. think I'm the same. To be honest, Abamyang through the middle. Abamyang through the middle just suits us. It does. It I does. think it will suit us better. It will. Yeah, it will suit us anyway, away from Arsenal. Uh, someone on Twitter has put hindsight is a wonderful thing, but the substitution decision to reduce its numbers is ludicrous given the schedule. What do you guys think, Mo? We'll go with you first. Uh, it is. It is. It, it, it is. It is. It should. It could. It, it, especially the team playing in Europe. And Jurgen Klopp made this point. Especially for the team playing in Europe, it's absolutely crazy. Flying. Say you've got a Thursday night game and you get home early hours of Friday morning and are expected to play Sunday and then a guaranteed game on Wednesday and then a, definitely another guaranteed game on the next Saturday or so. Like, you can't expect the players to go... It does it, at, at this stage, yeah, unless teams are going to be filled in like youth players, it's impossible to, to put out decent teams because... After a guy's played 90 minutes on Saturday, 90 minutes on, on Thursday, you can't expect him to then play another 90 minutes on Saturday. That means in 14 days, he's playing five games. You can't expect any player to do that, especially at that level. The amount of running they're doing, how intense the Premier League is, the amount of travelling. So the teams in Europe especially should be allowed to use five subs. I know why the other teams don't want it, because they're thinking all the top six have got better squads. So they're thinking, oh, if we let them have the... If we let them have five subs, they're going to have an advantage over us. But the but the fact of the matter is, it's not even about it's not it's it's not even about that. It's about fair. It's about looking after the player. It's more about that because players are getting injured now. We're seeing a player a game now, one or two players a game going down with these muscular injuries. This can't be what a coincidence. You,
Oh, sorry, lads. Sorry. I think I, I went to try and get substituted myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think we're you know we're the only we're the only league that hasn't obviously got it. Um and it is is a big is a big issue and obviously the injuries are creeping in. Um and as you said, you know, there are too many games one after the other. We we need to we need to do it. Um I think like you said, um I think when we touched on it before, um the the injuries started creeping in and with the restart was that, you know, people were using it as sort of a tactics um to break up break up play. But I think now people are realising how important it is to, to have that. Um but I also like to think it gave it gave players an opportunity. Some we saw a few other young lads get in a few games. You know, I mean, they were able to do so um, as well. And it was, I think, it would be good to to bring back in. Do I see it as a long term thing down the line? No, but certainly for the remainder of this season, it it should it should be put in place um, until we're we're back on a normal schedule. Yeah, that's. I think everyone kind of agrees with the same thing. Like, say, all leagues do it. Champions League, they put it in there as well. It's yeah, it's a bit strange that we haven't done that. Uh, one last question, uh, I'll put it to both of you again. It's to do with Zaha and Grealish. Uh, basically, why are they signing contracts with their current clubs, and why aren't bigger clubs coming in for them? It's all, it's all about the big signing, isn't it? Um, at that times, but. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not going to move. I think it just means that the club is protected, Villa's protected, um, and so is Crystal Palace even more. That you know, you 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 got to buy. You have to buy someone out of their contract, right? You know that. So when yeah. it comes to track, so ultimately they have to be bought out of their contract, meaning that the club will always be guaranteed something, um, and that that puts the value up um, slightly as well. Um, so I don't see it. I don't see it being a bad thing. Um, but as you've as we've just seen, you know, Villa Villa have beat us. Palace have beat some teams. You know, the the gaps are closing a little bit more. That mm-hmm. you know, if you are Zaha and Grealish, you know, um, Grealish has got into the England squad being at Villa. So it's not. You remember the days of you couldn't really be in the England squad unless you were playing at a top team. Do you remember? You don't. You didn't really have um, sides that were out of the top six, really. Like players, you didn't really have players in the England squad. Otherwise, now I think you can get away with doing it a little bit more. And um, if you yeah. join your football, it's his boyhood club. Both of them have been there since their kids. Why not? Yeah, and like you say, there's it's a very fine line now between Europe and mid-table. So yeah, yeah. if you can, if you have that chance of Europe with your boyhood club, then you take it, of course. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, with with both those players, what you got to remember is both of those players, the clubs that they're at made them. So by signing a new contract, they're not all they're just doing is repaying repaying the club's faith. At the end of the day, if someone wants Zaha and or someone wants Grealish and they're playing yeah. that well, all they just need to do is just pay the money, isn't it? So that so that so they 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 look at it like right, I'm going to sign a five year five year deal, get myself put on a bigger contract. Fair enough, everyone yourself, needs to yeah. sort of. Everyone needs to earn their earn their living, protect themselves, and then on the flip side of that, if if Chelsea want you, okay, it's eighty five million. The club wins, you win, everyone's won. The club that the club that made you, in effect, 
gets a ha- paid handsomely for you. You've been paid handsomely, yeah. and the club that are buying you get a great player. It's 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 it's. I don't. I, when they sign these five year contracts, I don't know why people blame them and say, "Why did you sign these five year contracts if you wanted to leave?" Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel protected, don't they? That's why they do it. And 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 at the at, at, if if these clubs want to, if these big clubs want to buy these players, they will fork out the however many million. In at the end of the day, if Man United want to sign Jadon Sancho, they will pay that hundred and eight million. It's it's going to happen, isn't it? You know, Chelsea wanted Kai Havertz, they paid eighty million, eighty five million, whatever it takes. It doesn't matter about length of contract. People will pay the money. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's yeah. the that's the long and short of that Got one. I think. One last question. Any more? Yeah, one last one. Uh, which manager will be sacked first this season? Oh. Mm. We had that one. We we covered that one already, didn't we? we, we I guess <laughs> I guess the landscapes changed last couple of last couple of weeks again. Um, I don't I don't even know. You know, like now it seems like it's all changed. Like I can't even put my finger on who. Who it will be that will, that will go? I would I have said someone like Parker back Scott to the Parker. I think or... they know. That's 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 what I'm saying. I mean, Scott Parker, I think safe. Slavin you know Bilic, what though? I actually, I, I can because I can sacked. see them going. We want to try and stay, and then they do go for the. They go for yeah, exactly. Big Sam comes in. Generally, Sam. generally, I can I can see Big Sam at West Brom. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah, I'm going I, yeah, you know first. what? You know what? Billich first, yeah. It could be him. I mean, it's not looking like any of the top six for now are going to go. So I think I think everyone might get till Christmas, and I don't. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. I think last time I said Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but he was in dire straits again. at that it point. It will change again. Now Listen, it we'll be having like... a conversation after the international break, um, another couple of games, and it will be it will turn on its head again. You know. Solskjaer would have crashed the um, crashed the bus team bus yeah. into the into the pre again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And all all, all hell breaks loose. So yeah. it it will all it will all change. Um, you know, the, I think you, you just don't even know what's going to happen. Lampard goes on a bad run, three games. I see all the Chelsea fans jumping. I've seen I've seen Lampard outs. I've seen it. It all changes. It's very it's fickle. Welcome to the world of football. Um, and we'll forever be discussing uh, the the up and down yo yo of management. For sure. <laughs> I've got I've got another another last little bit from me for you, Zot. What about um, AFC Wimbledon returning to Wimbledon after what, how AFC? old is that club now? It can't be more than fifteen years old. Two thousand come back. Um, AFC two, Wimbledon, yeah, returning. I think 2002, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, 2002. Come yeah, on, Aaron, you're a big follower of AFC to Sellers Park with my dad had season ticket uh, with the old Wimbledon team for years. Uh, so having them uh, come back to Plough Lane, I mean, me and my dad were supposed to, to be going to that first game. We had plans to get the tickets to go there. Obviously, we couldn't, but it's 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 great to see them back there. It is back home at last. Uh, I don't have much more else to say. It's just really good for, for the club. 
What about you, Sam? Any, you must have had a few well, encounters. Yeah, I mean, I uh, uh, when you were playing and stuff. Yeah, YTS at original Wimbledon, and then um, actually played for AFC. So I've seen it um, grow from how far it's how far it's come. Um, obviously, in the league in the league system, I was there for their um, their playoff win actually um, as well um, when they got promoted. Um, and yeah, my dad's a season ticket holder, and a bit like Aaron. That's that was the football I used to go and watch. I didn't watch Palace. I watched Wimbledon um, for 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 the local team at Sellers. Um So yeah, it's, it was nice to see the journey, and it goes to it goes to show you that you know sometimes you can beat the system, as it were. <laughs> so um, they're probably an inspiration to a lot of non-league clubs, and someone like Dorking Wanderers are probably looking at it going, it's possible, you know. Um, so yeah, no fair play. And do you know what? To, to finally get back into the the ground that they they should have been in, and I've driven past it. It is it is pretty impressive. Um, it's it's like literally yeah, that celebration part of football manager, I suppose. Um, <laughs> at the end, at the uh, end of it. But um, yeah, yeah, no, honestly, yeah. It, it is it is good to see, and um, you know, hope, as I say, hopefully, it, um, inspires a lot of other other teams to see um, what they can do. I remember. That's, sorry, Mo, just one other thing. I remember when they uh you know when they first you, started and they had the trials back in two thousand and two, mate at Wimbledon Commons. <laughs> yeah, five hundred yeah. at Wimbledon Commons. And five hundred oh. players turned up. No, I, I I got in. Was at you at the, that? Was you at that side? I went in when it was under eighteen, so they're under eighteen side and I was, um so play, they were we played in the what was oh. what was the Ryman under eighteen midweek uh, league. So I started that's how I started. Uh, with Nicky English, oh, all managers, yeah, 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 yeah. You talk about old yeah. school management. Listen, if he'd done what he'd done to me in this day and age, mate, I think he'd be in jail. Now, honestly, honestly, when we go, when we go over, when we finally go over, <laughs> yeah. honestly, I've got so yeah. many pearls. But um, what I would say on AFC Wimbledon is, you know what, yeah, you get a lot of these these spin-off clubs, like when the clubs go bust or these sort of things happen and you get these spin-off clubs and they, you know, they, they get back for the early years and they might, they might you know, fly through the, the lower non-league divisions and then they get to a certain point and then sort of the money goes and not all the best players want to play for them and it sort of all fizzled out. So it's actually, it's actually... Wicked to see yeah. Wimbledon have actually followed followed through and got all the way to to, to you know League One and the day that they make it back to the Premier League will be a yeah. will be a yeah. mad day yeah, for definitely. Wimbledon I guess um, you know I've played I've played I've probably played AFC uh, I'll say about five or six yeah, times always had the best teams at at sort of whatever level, you know, I played in reserves. I think I probably even played the youth team at some stage. Um, first team were always quality, always, always the best team. So, yeah, man, it's a it's a credit to them. I, I don't I, I don't actually know, I don't actually know anyone still affiliated with them. Um, but I know quite a few players that have played for them along the journey, and you know, yeah. what I mean, might have certain goals and scored in certain cut runs and stuff that are in their history books, yeah. you know what I mean? Which is which is quite sick as well. So um no, yeah, man. yeah it's good well, on so them. Man. It's good a, on nice, nice little feel good story to end. 
the uh, end the pod. But uh, yeah, guys, obviously really yeah. appreciate um, the questions coming in. So do, do keep them uh, coming for, for the following episodes. Um, and yeah, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. And uh, we'll catch you on episode 11. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.